Come and dream with me. Hello, welcome to this one you want to watch discussion about the Explosion Network's top three movies of 2023. I'm your host, Ashley. Join me today, Dylan Blight. Happy to be here to talk about films. Yes, films, motion pictures. Yep. Uh, Dylan, what did you think of the year in film for 2023? Um, people can talk about it for a lot. Hey, could they? There were strikes. Yeah. <laughs> that impacted the year, that's for sure. Um, yeah, I know. It was a weird one. I mean, a lot of really good movies come out. It's kind of weird how, you know, in both video games and film, like, they've been very good year of actual films and video games, but on the actual guess- making side, it's been... Difficult. I don't know. I guess. I guess the thing with movies is, I'm like, they had to strike for what felt like half of the year. And it probably was like half of the year, but ultimately they won, right, or got most of what they wanted. Kind of. <laughs> kind of. I mean, they they didn't lose. They got yeah. more than what they had. <laughs> they got more than what they had. So I feel like, yeah, it's sort of like, you know, the video game industry just people are losing jobs without any game <laughs> yeah. and at least for the at least for the movies it was like yeah the half the year was spent on strike but you know the idea was they're on strike for the better and that's fine it's for the so better of the future, yeah. yeah so it was it was a weird year for releases and stuff like that but we like, the fact is we had so many great movies still come out so um i know just testament to how many were backed up and stuff a little bit it was disappointing to not have uh the press tour for some of them but you know it is what it is but yeah overall really really good year uh, yeah, for, for, for films to be watching. Absolutely. Um, I think, yeah, the quality of films we got this year were really good. It's been interesting, like, obviously, financially, I don't think this has been one of the strongest years. Um, and it's probably just very telling of where the industry is kind of going um, in, like, a lot of people saying they don't want to go to the cinemas anymore and they want to just wait till stuff comes at home or they want to just pirate stuff now and all that kind of stuff, so... Uh, but yeah, let's get into talking about our top three movies. Uh, so our number three movie of 2023, Barbie, directed by Greta Gerwig, written by Greta Gerwig, Noel Baumbach, based on Barbie by Mattel, it's adapted, uh, starring Margot Robbie, Ryan Gosling, America Ferrera, Kate McKinnon, Issa Rae, Real Perman, and Will Ferrell. Dylan, why do you love Barbie so much? Uh, and let's film- we'll we'll say spoilers for all the movies we're about to talk about. So feel free to speak freely. It's a film that shouldn't really work or exist. Like how do you how do you make a, a movie about Barbie, like the the doll Barbie? Like how, uh, we we joked about it for so long, and they came out and they're like, "Well, we're just going to treat it real. Like there's a there's a magical world where there's a bunch of Barbies, and they all live there, and the film's going to stay star stereotypical Barbie, and then you know in the real world." whatever happens there affects the produ- production of the toys and we were never going to explain this and viewers are just going to have to accept that's reality <laughs> and the barbies think that they've helped change the world for better and that you know women will have more rights and uh everything's great and they're like we're awesome and then barbie comes into the real world and was like wow this is not good at all but ken's like wow men are awesome <laughs> <laughs> um it is such a funny movie because it's sad yet true of <laughs> like for so many aspects and things um and I guess that's why it works. Like it's it's it is a very funny movie. It's a very silly movie. Um, yet at the heart of it is just such a 
uh, a testament to as much as I guess you look at and go, yeah, like everything's like f- f- women in general in the world, surely everything's like better now, but then there's so many countries where, um, you know, women still can't get jobs or the, barely paid the same as men and all these aspects. Like, so it is like sort of a wake up call. And I know the film is set in America and maybe that's part of the, the problem, but yeah, the overall gist of the film and um, the, the economy of where uh, women fit into the world, like the, the struggles and stuff that supposed to be fought for or for there, um, even in America and like Australia and whatever else there's, there's, you know, still so many problems with uh, the way women are treated at you know sexual assault and whatever else like there's just yeah so it opens up a big can of worms but the can of worms is surrounded in pink and funny jokes <laughs> and you're like it feels wrong to say that but that's how it is yeah absolutely like it's, it's weird that this barbie movie like kind of tackles so many like you know issues like obviously they bring up the patriarchy a lot and you know there's elements of toxic masculinity that they kind of combating through this movie um but yeah yeah this has so many fun jokes and gags and just the the, like the interesting world of barbie is like kind of set up so perfectly in that opening uh lizzo song i guess of like you know you understand like they don't actually drink anything in this world and like (laughs) the the barbies all wear high heels and they don't touch anything they could all just kind of float down from the dream houses and the kind of stuff. The dynamic between Ken and Barbie is like set up so perfectly where these, all these kind of Ken's kind of competing for these Barbie's attentions. These Barbie's don't necessarily return their attention in a way that they want. And yet just the, the way that Barbie is brought to the real world with her connection to America Ferreira is really wonderful. And like just the, just the, uh, so many practical elements of this movie is like something that's you can really appreciate like they actually like got the the rotating like set like the treadmill thing so they could actually like drive along like that weird crazy barbie backdrop sets as it's going between the real world and barbie land um they got the actual like pink convertible car um yeah this movie looks incredible like so many like the actual practical sets are incredible to look at. Um, Ryan Gosling, fantastic. He plays Ken perfectly. Um, yeah, just uh, the, the way he like kind of full body goes straight into being on board with the patriarchy and kind of take in like brainwashes everybody in Barbie land. Um, he doesn't him. like the patriarchy. He thought it was just about horses. <laughs> One soft fender wasn't a lost interest. Um, <laughs> just, yeah, he gave us so many beautiful moments this year with him like putting on multiple sunglasses, introducing the term Mojo Dojo Casa House, uh, you know, and <laughs> bringing the push by Maxbox 20 back into rotation. Um, hopefully used to this Someone movie. <laughs> somebody did um yeah and then just you know the wholesome story of a uh, barbie becoming a real person uh also over the course of the movie uh is really well done so yeah i'm a real boy also the soundtrack to this fantastic i suspect there'll be i think the rule is they can only have two songs nominated but there should be at least oh, three if not gosh. more um so yeah it it's 
it it's very deserving of being the number one box office hit, and like, uh, it is the phenomenon around Barbie was incredible. Um, you know, there's still people going high Barbie to people in pink and that kind of stuff. I've seen uh, high Barbie. It'll be a thing that goes on forever, probably. Uh, and everybody's going to be bringing the energy from here on out. So, Barbie, a number three movie of 2023. All right, let's talk about a number two movie of 2023. Past Lives. Of course, directed by Celine Song, written by Celine Song, starring Greta Lee, Teo Yu, and John Magaro. Uh, Dylan. Why past lives? Past lives is a very beautiful human romance drama film. Um, It has such well-written characters um, between the the two leads. And it sort of, it plays just totally against how you would think any of these movies would play out because you've probably seen movies like this before where it's like, boy loves girl girl loves guy they're young oh no something happens they move away but they get magically back together because true love always prevails and it's like well you know maybe in the fairy tales dude but you know real life isn't that simple and there's so many other layers to it and stuff so but i just feel like these two characters between nora and hey um were probably two of the most real fully fleshed out characters that i i've watched on cinema screen in the in the past year um and there's a bunch of really great supporting cast and everything else and the, the movie's just shot really really well as well beautiful cinematography and um and everything like that as well but um yeah it, it just draws you into this to this world and it just hits hard like it hits it it hits hard because you accept it even though you don't want to which i guess is also the, you know because the way the movie ends it just makes sense you're like that's how she has to <laughs> and he has to yeah. accept it they don't want to but uh, yeah phenomenal film yeah just a, a very beautiful movie about like kind of the lasting impacts and relationships that like immigration i guess has like all these like cut off relationships and connections um that you know in the work in the current world with you know uh the internet and that kind of stuff can kind of be rekindled and um explored so um yeah it doesn't kind of devolve into uh a film about you know missed opportunity or you know uh uh he's coming back to win her back and that kind of thing it doesn't it doesn't fall into cliche very much um yeah just a very humble well-told story um with really well-acted performances like and just like very human performances and like you you have these really interesting discussions like you do have the discussion of like, oh, did you only marry me because I was American and you kind of needed to a green card? Like, would you have gone back? Why didn't you go back to Korea? And like, uh, like discussion of past lives and like the connection and like, what did you only, were you only with me because we met at the same time and that kind of stuff. And like these interesting ideas kind of talked about. And then you've got this beautiful like scene in that hotel where, or like that bar where they're, she's trying to communicate between them and like uh you know she at some point she kind of gives up <laughs> trying to get, talk to her husband explain what the conversation is about to her she husband fully like, speaks korean yeah. but then there's no animosity between the two guys like he's kind of understanding and like in a well, way that not. maybe he, is he, under- 
he accepts it to a degree. I mean, he's not super. I guess the thing is, it's it's a thing of maturity where he's like, yeah, the film portrays him as not super happy about it, which is like, I get it, but like being mature about he it. understands. <laughs> like, yeah, he's he's, yeah, he's mature yeah. in a way that a lot of other movies, a lot of films, are, but, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, that last scene of them walking to the cab is beautiful. It just like. Mm. A one shot down the street tracking shot um yeah fantastic the score for this movie is really beautiful as well i've been listening to it on an awful year um or, well since i saw the movie um so that's really fantastic um yeah just a very well put together movie everybody comes out of it looking better than they did when they went into it so uh excited to see what everybody in this kind of does going forward all right, let's talk about our number one movie of the year. The other half of the Barbenheimer phenomenon, Oppenheimer. Obviously directed by Christopher Nolan, written by Christopher Nolan, based on American Prometheus. Oh. <laughs> based on American Prometheus by Kai Bird uh, and Martin Sherwin, uh, starring Cillian Murphy, Emma Blunt, Emily Blunt, Matt Damon, Robert Downey Jr., Florence Pugh, Josh Harnett, Casey Affleck, Rami Malek, and Kenneth Branagh. Uh, yeah, fantastic movie. Obviously, you know, it's it. I don't... A movie that shouldn't really have worked or, like, been a uh, commercial success. Like, it's a movie about a bunch of scientists trying to figure out how to make a nuclear bomb. A bomb that we know destroys... Uh, kills millions and millions of people and has terrible uh, long-term ramifications uh, for the people of Japan. Uh, but it is a very fascinating story, told really well, really interestingly cut together, and these uh, multiple storylines being take, kind of taking place at the same time, with Oppenheimer slowly becoming the head of the Manhattan Project, uh, and then also like Robert Strauss like trying to take him down while also... Uh, trying to get in uh, a role, a government position, um, and kind of like tearing Robert Oppenheimer's reputation down at the same time. Um, really fascinating. There's a stack load of fantastic performances, obviously led by Cillian Murphy uh, in his first like major like Hollywood role, I guess. Uh, of course, he's like been lead on Peaky Blinders and has been a bunch of Nolan stuff over the last decade or two. Um but yeah, this is the first like kind of massive role he's had. Um, and yeah, there's just so many. Everything in this movie is like kind of done really to a high standard um, from everybody. Um, yeah, Dylan, what are your thoughts on Oppenheimer? It's phenomenal. It's it's peak cinema. It's it's the hey, we can do. We are box office uh, huge movie in the way that I think of them, not just. Uh, Marvel, you know, like comic book movies, you know, that's it's it's massive on a scale that none of those movies can ever reach because it's it's a story, it's a story true but almost larger than life. It's just such a, a huge part of our history that um, even if you don't, obviously we're not, you know, it's part of our history, but when we, we never live through it or from like Japan where it's such a huge part of their history, but it's just such a huge part of, of human history uh phenomenal performances again from everyone it's shot fantastic the music is insanely good um it's i don't know is it christopher nolan's movie best movie maybe but it's hard to say that like that motherfucker just makes good movies 
Yeah, I mean, like, beautifully shot, like, you know, obviously so much on location and, like, even those court scenes, like, or, like, fake court scenes, I guess, with, uh, in that room, like, very tense and well put together. So, uh, yeah, that's why it's our number one movie of 2023. Uh, let us know what your top three movies of 2023 are by going to explosion.com slash Twitter. Or jump into Discord at explosion.com slash Discord. If you want to help us out here at what you want to watch, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Prochester. Leave us five stars. Any queen, leave five stars. Or just tell people about the show. And if you've enjoyed this episode, for us worth a dollar, head on over to our Kofi page at explosion.com slash support. Thank you very much for listening. Until next time, keep watching stuff, I guess.